You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. A combination of fire and water has allowed the spectacular settlement of Must Farm to be preserved since the Bronze Age. This is episode two for January 2nd, 2018. I'm Chris Webster and welcome to the ARC 365 Podcast, 2018 edition. ARC 365 is a podcast today, every day in 2018. This network is supported by our listeners. You can become a supporting member by going to arcpodnet.com slash members and signing up. As a supporting member, you have access to high-quality downloads of each show and a discount at our future online store and access to show hosts on a members-only Slack team. For professional members, we'll have training shows and other special content offered throughout the year. Once again, go to arcpodnet.com slash members to support the network and get some great extras and swag in the process. That's arcpodnet.com slash members. This episode is written by Gerard Panda Terry. Must Farm is a Bronze Age settlement site located near Peterborough, around 120 kilometers north of London. It is quite close to the reasonably well-known Bronze Age site of Flag Fen. The site itself has been explored several times and produced a variety of Bronze Age objects. In 1969, three bronze rapier swords were found. In 1999, wooden posts were discovered sticking out of the water. Further investigations in 2004 to 2006 revealed that the site dated to the late British Bronze Age, around 1300 to 800 BCE. In 2011 and 2012, eight Bronze Age logboats were found at the site. In 2015, the Cambridge Archaeological Unit began an excavation that would turn out to be one of the most spectacular Bronze Age sites in all of Britain. Several well-preserved houses were discovered, though roughly half the site has been lost due to historical quarrying. The level of preservation at this site is so good it has been called the Pompeii of Bronze Age Britain. A high level of preservation was made possible by the unique conditions at the site. The buildings were originally constructed on stilts over a low-moving watercourse, possibly for defensive reasons. Sometime within six or so months of construction, the buildings appear to have been set alight and abandoned hastily. As they burned, they lost structural stability and collapsed into the water. The combination of charring and a waterlogged, anaerobic, or oxygen-free environment led to large, substantial portions of the buildings being preserved, as well as hundreds of smaller objects, some of which are surprisingly delicate. Like most archaeological sites, a number of ceramic vessels of various types and sizes have been found at Must Farm. In 2006, a vessel was found that contained preserved food remains, which can be used to learn about diet and agricultural practices in the Bronze Age. With the manner in which the buildings collapsed, many features of their construction have been revealed, particularly about the roof construction. In most cases, only the foundation or lower portions survive. In this case, we have learned that the roof was made with a combination of clay, thatch, and turf. Some of the most spectacular finds from the site are of the type that rarely, if ever, survive in the archaeological record. The textiles, in most cases, these would have long since disappeared as it is rare to find any form of textile in an excavation save for in the form of mineralized deposits on metal objects or an impression on clay. At Must Farm, textiles in all the stages of processing from fleece to fabric have been found. There have been balls of very fine yarn found which may indicate the production of high quality textiles. As this appears to have been a domestic setting, quickly abandoned, a large amount of metalwork that reflects its setting has been found. This is unusual for Bronze Age finds to date, as most finds tend to be in the form of purposely deposited, possibly ceremoniously, hordes. It gives us a unique insight into domestic tools. Among these domestic finds, there are sickles, gouges, razors, wooden vessels and axes, some of which are not only still hafted, but the metal is still shiny. Even from the point of view of outreach, the excavation is fantastic. 
Throughout the excavation, there were regular updates on social media as well as a site diary on their blog. They still update their blog regularly with post-excavation information. Links to the website can be found in the show notes. Thank you. Thanks for listening to ARC365. If you want to hear more ARC365, check out www.arcpodnet.com slash ARC365 for the 2017 and 2018 episodes. Check out arcpodnet.com slash ARC365-G30 for the last 30 episodes. Please subscribe and rate on your service of choice. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, among others. Support the APN at arcpodnet.com slash members. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being awesome. This show is produced and recorded by the Archaeology Podcast Network, Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle, in Reno, Nevada, at the Reno Collective. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.